0: Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife co-host and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our to Cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Here we are, and welcome back, all you regulars. We've uh, built over the past 17 years a, a really good following, and uh, it's grown not only in numbers, but geographically. Uh, I don't know how far I think we've been to Bali. Uh, so we're, I guess, technically, uh, Earl and Cars International. Certainly all over the United States, California, Texas, uh, Missouri, uh, I think, I know we've been to Canada, so uh, thanks for all our regulars, and I hope we have some new folks out there. The idea is to build our audience. Uh, we have a mission, and you know that mission is to help you buy or lease a car, or maintain and or repair a car without being um, taken advantage of. I use the term, ripped off. That's offensive to some people, mainly car dealers, but that's the way it is. Uh, we're operating in a retail group of uh, car dealers. Uh, Car dealers are a group of retailers, I should say, that are still operating in the mid to early 20th century. All the other retailers have kind of passed them in terms of uh, uh, trade practices, advertising. Uh, You can't believe an advertisement today for anything, really, but for a car dealer you don't even want to look at it. My advice is Just don't look at the advertising because it is trying to trick you to come in. Um, You know, the formula is very simple. Advertise a car well below the price that you can afford to sell it for. It's got to be below your cost that would truly cost you to buy the car from the manufacturer because if you don't do that, all the other car dealers advertisements will be lower than yours. So you don't dare advertise a car with a price this $1 higher in competition because then the, I hate to use the word sucker, but the person who is deceived will go to your competitor. So in order to drive the people to your dealership, and I'm speaking to car dealers now, you have to advertise a price that nobody can possibly match, meaning your competition. And that can't be a true price. So that's that's it in a nutshell. No control out there. Uh, The regulators are either um, have more important things on their minds or else they're afraid to offend car dealers because car dealers have a a, a powerful lobbyist group. Uh, National Automobile Dealers Association uh, is, uh, I believe, stronger than the National Rifle Association. National Automobile Dealers Association is extremely powerful. And then the local associations, the Florida Automobile Association, the Colorado, the uh, the Ohio, every state, all 50 states have state associations. And then there are, are regional associations. We have a South Florida Dealers Association, a Tampa Dealer Association, a Jacksonville Dealer Association, and then the overall Florida. And all of these are PACs, political action committees, that pour cash into funds to re elect your legislators. And uh, let me tell you, to cross the National Rifle Association for a politician is a kiss of death. And to cross the National Automobile Association by a politician is a kiss of death to your business. So you support those folks that are paying your election, your re-election sum. And that's where we are. So this show is one little voice in the wilderness to try to turn that ship in a different direction. And we're here to educate you, entertain you. And we ask you to call the show first and foremost, because we need to hear from you because you you keep us uh, on top of what's current and what you need to know. We have a call-in number, 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. I ask you to write that number down. You might not have anything to th- uh calls for now. You might be busy, you're uh, on driving, you've got other things on your mind, but we're here for two hours from 8 to 10, Uh, If you listen to us for 15 or 20 minutes, that's about average. You'll think of something that will make your life a little bit easier, maybe help us. We get a lot of information from our audience. 877-960-9960. We have a text number. 772 area code. 497 6530. Text us at 772 497 6530 or go to Facebook, we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Facebook.com forward slash Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl Cars. Twitter. Uh, Periscope. Don't get much on Periscope, but if you've got a Periscope up out there, give us a shout on Periscope. We'll pick you up anywhere in the world, and we'll try to answer your questions, and we will uh, stop uh, yakking like I am right now to answer that telephone when you call in. Please call in, 877-960-9960. I have to introduce Nancy Stewart, who is my co-host. And uh, she is the uh, female advocate on this show. She started with me on this show uh, coming up on two decades ago, and we're only half an hour. And she's uh, the female friend. She's trying to encourage more and more females to call the show. We're in a little bit of a slump now, so all you females out there, heads up. Nancy Stewart has got an offer that you can't refuse. And you're not going to believe this. It sounds like it's too good to be true, but she'll tell you about it.
1: Absolutely. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us this morning. We definitely enjoy your company because you make the show. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can take advantage of our text number at 772-497-6530. And uh, the ladies, uh, I'm speaking to you. Uh, Did your uh, shopping experience go as you had planned it to in purchasing either a used car or a new car? I'd love to hear from you. And this morning, like every Saturday morning, we offer you, the first two new lady callers, $50. Yes, $50 this time of year. I know you can use it. So share your shopping experience uh, with us. And uh, absolutely, uh, if you uh, went into service, I'd love to hear from you and uh, for you to share how that went. Eight seven seven nine six zero. We're going to get to John in just a second. Um, what would you like to do, Earl?
0: Well, you take the caller. We you got You want to me call, to take uh, call John? Us or jo- us or yeah,
1: uh, John is uh, calling us from Palm City, and uh, he's a regular caller. Good morning, John.
2: Good morning to everyone. I just want to mention the big news. Of, Liz, of this week that just passed. General Motors, $27 would with a B, spending for the next five years on electric vehicles and trucks. It's a big move. They're going to make a brand-new battery plant near Lordstown, Ohio. It's going to employ 3,000 workers. They're hoping to get those batteries for a 450-mile range. This, they're going to have 30 new models Already the Cadillac SUV is announced The 2022. It's called a Lyric, fully electric. And my opinion, and I would quote me, and I think it's going to happen, even though Tesla is the leader right now, I think GM will be the leader in the electric car field. I almost looked at it, if you remember last year, there was a movie, Ford, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Ferrari. I would say this will be Lex, I mean... Uh, uh, Tesla versus GM. And here's why I really think that, because they're not hesitating to spend the money. They know the future is here. And billion twenty-seven billion is a big outlay, so they know what they must be doing. And other like Volvo, they have a new electric vehicle out. Unfortunately, it's called a Polestar, $61,000. Uh, if you remember Volvo, 60 years ago, was noted for safety. They were the first ones with the three-point seat belts. Everybody was buying Volvos mainly because of the safety features that Volvo started before everybody else. So, not that the electric vehicles are not without problems, but they'll be worked out. GM's latest recall is on the bolt. 2017 to 2019, 69,000 of the bolts are being recalled they go on fire. The rear seat, nobody's been injured yet, but when the car is parked, the car goes on fire. Tesla already had 30,000 cars. The Model S recalled from 917 2012 to 115 2018 with a suspension problem. So like everybody else, they have their recall problems. Nobody's exempt from it. But my opinion, and it can be quoted, I think GM will be the leader in the electric vehicle field. And I don't know if anybody agrees with me.
3: I wouldn't be surprised, John. I mean, that's a big company. Well, but they're, you know, I don't know if you're a
0: poker player, John, but twenty-seven billion dollars. We poker players, that's called all-in. Uh, they just pushed uh, every uh, all their net worth into the pot. And if they don't win the electric game, they're going to be out of business. Uh, there's going to be some major car dealerships dealerships car manufacturers, I should say, around the world, quite a few of them that won't be around uh, ten years from today and they all know the game is uh, I have to have a good electric vehicle, and they're putting all in they're 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 risking everything to be in the race, but we have too many manufacturers now and some of them are going to make it uh, you're rooting for General Motors and uh, but you've still got some uh, Ford is in there. They're all in there. Everybody has decided it's all electric, and they're they're all shoving all their chips into the pot.
2: Absolutely. I agree with you. Well, I used to be a very heavy GM fan. As a matter of fact, Lordstown, Ohio, I remember my '70 Chevelle. I remember uh, they put per- the order on it. Mm-hmm. It was built in a Lordstown, Ohio plant. Yeah. It was a very big assembly plant at that time. But like everything else, Many, many of the plants were closed through the years. But this is a big thing. With 3,000 workers, they attend alone to employ in that area.
0: Well, I've got Pontiac in my heart. That's where I started out. General Motors, Pontiac, they're no longer here today. Uh, nor is Oldsmobile, but uh, General Motors is still here. So I kind of got a soft spot in my heart with GM. I'm rooting for them, too.
2: I agree with you. We're the next Pontiac dealer. <laughs> you have a good day.
1: <laughs> Thanks, John.
2: We Thank love John. hearing from you.
0: Thanks for calling very much. You uh, stay safe and be well, and call back next week, please.
1: Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Well, um, I, I have to mention one thing. I'm going to go to Rick Kearney in a minute because he has a consumer report for us. It's going to be uh, instead of consumer reports, as Rick Kearney reports on a product, and we might start a whole branch I of I like the that, show. Rick
3: Kearney reports. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah.
0: Rick Kearney reports. And uh, before we get to Rick, and I'll give you a little heads up. Uh, I want to talk about Mystery Shopping reports and talk to in just a second, but uh, Rick is going to have a report for you on the seafoam uh, fuel additive, uh, oil fuel additive. And uh, it's uh, it's very interesting, and it's something that we have always... Uh, made fun of were uh, additives. We said additives uh, are not worth the uh, price you pay for them. I don't know the answer. Rick wouldn't even tell me. I asked him earlier, he had the test results, but he wouldn't tell me. So it's going to be a surprise to me too. Sea foam fuel additive, Rick Kearney reports in just a couple of minutes. Now, uh, I want to talk to Stu about mystery shopping reports. We have to remember that a lot of folks out there haven't heard the show before. I'm hoping there's a few hundred and maybe a few thousand people that just absolutely accidentally tuned in, and here they are. But uh, we have something that is so exciting and unique. Our regular listeners know about it, and they love it. But, uh, Stu, give us a little synopsis of the Mystery Shopping Report, Uh, not on the particular one we're doing, but you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, well, this started um, way back before I was on the show. show. I, I think it was 18 years ago about. You and Nancy started it. Um, the highlight of the show then, as now, was the Mystery Shopping Report, and um, I was over at the dealership, and you'd give me a call, and you'd tell me, I just saw an ad for so-and-so, uh, send, some, s- send somebody in there and check it out. So we'd kind of scramble to find somebody. We'd maybe grab a salesperson or one of our employees um, or someone we knew, a friend, and it was kind of disorganized and we just sent him in and it
0: takes a particular type of person right i mean it's just not you just can't grab somebody off yeah. the street you got to have i can't use the term i'm thinking about but you have to have courage
3: yeah you have to we have to be fearless i don't i mean i mean i'm fearless in certain areas but i don't think i could do a mystery shopping report i mean i'd be constantly worried about getting uh, exposed and yelled at or kicked out or something like that um, our most successful investigators um, And we all give them names like Agent X, Agent Thunder. So when you hear the report later today, we refer to our shopper as Agent Lightning. And uh, obviously, because we can't use their real name because they go to uh, different dealerships every week. And uh, we started to uncover uh, things that were only rumors and hearsay, (laughs) things that you heard from consumers. And after, we have so much data that you have to say, the things you hear us say on the show, th- these are not our opinions. We, we give our opinions, but when we say car dealers are doing X, Y, or Z, they are doing X, Y, and Z. Can yeah, and that data is
0: in the archives at earlandcars.com. so we yeah. have th- hundreds? hundreds. There's, h-
3: there's hundreds of them, but that's only part of it because I would say for the first eight to ten years you're doing this we weren't saving these. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they might be printed out stapled together in my desk in, in a giant pile somewhere so maybe yeah. one day I'll actually look for them but electronically we have hundreds of PDF files that have detailed reports of what's going in in car dealerships in our area and beyond we actually we've done one in Pensacola that was our long distance shop and for those of our listeners who are not familiar with Florida that's like another part of the country from where we are or 600, 700 miles away. It's, yeah. it's practically Alabama. Um, all you
0: plaintiffs' lawyers yeah. out there, you go to EarlandCars.com and click on the shop mystery shopping reports. Huge amount of data for a lawsuit. So if you want to sue me, all you plaintiffs' lawyers out there, you can go through all these mystery shopping reports because we named the dealerships and we named the people, the sales manager, the salesman, and we said what they did is sometimes we said they broke the law or they lied. So we said all sorts of things that could be libelous, slanderous. So if you want to sue me, attention lawyers, go to ErlandCars.com, Mystery Shopping Reports. We have hundreds of uh, possible lawsuits for you. Yeah,
3: you love dancing on the edge, don't you? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, but it's true. I mean, there's been ample opportunity. I, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, you know, we are calling uh, balls and strikes. I mentioned that in the report today. We're not making things up. We, what we see, we put down in the report and you read it. Another reason I think is uh, even if a dealer really thought we got something wrong I don't think he wants to have in a public forum their forms and their advertising and all their practices exposed in a, um, being a part of public record because it doesn't look good for them so um, but let me one I have to say this. We have a ton of mystery shopping reports, not the majority, in which we left with a great, warm, fuzzy feeling. They did a great job. For yeah. example, two weeks ago, we mystery shopped Infinity of Stewart, yes. and we fell in love with the place. We're recommending yeah. people. Yeah. they got to go there. The salesperson was great. They were honest, and it was a good experience. And uh, surprisingly, we have a few of those in, our, in the archives, and you can read, read about those as well. Yeah. We don't go in with a predetermined um, conclusion of, of what they're going to do. We don't know. In some cases, we go to a dealership, and they do terrible. We go back a few months later, and they do they do a wonderful job and take care of the customer. And part the of the
0: problem should. with car dealers today is you can have a pretty good policy, but if you have a salesman that says to hell with the policy, then you can really get taken advantage of. So mm-hmm. uh, a dealership might have all the good intentions in the world, but they might have a... Uh, a rotten apple in the barrel, and sure. on mystery Shopper, hits that rotten apple or the yeah. other the opposite is true uh, a car dealership that really has some bad practices every now and then we stumble across a really honest salesperson they yeah. say they 'll say, You know I hate this advertising it 's bait and switch i don 't like what what the dealer's doing here. I need the job uh, I promise you i 'll get you a really good price, and i 'll be transparent with you and and they are yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a, never the same. Right.
3: Well, the bad apple thing is absolutely true. I mean, and that's why we mystery shop our dealership as well. Yes. Now, we don't read them on, on the show because most of them are really good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, no, we, we don't want to be so, so self-reflective, but we do it yeah. for our own internal, for our management. Yeah. And, we, we shop and,
1: and I have to say that hence uh, the uh, good dealer, bad dealer list was created. And uh, it is all facts, not fiction. Uh, We are going to go to Howard, who is holding, and Howard, too, is a regular caller. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. I
4: hope you're all keeping you safe. Yes. uh, Thank you. Well, okay. Uh, My question is about batteries. Uh, I noticed that uh, years ago when we had batteries, we used to fill them up with, uh, you know, check them all the time and put distilled water. We used to have a little... uh, um, Cup, or you know, a little contraption to to put the uh, distilled water in batteries. Nobody checks batteries anymore. No dealership checks checks these batteries, and half the batteries are sealed. Now, my question is, uh, what's the difference between a sealed battery and the battery that you uh, that you you could actually uh, see the the uh, distilled the water in there and fill it up, and which is a better battery? And uh, why th- these these two? Why do they make batteries this way anymore? Why don't they make them all sealed?
5: Right. Well, the fact is that uh, at our dealership, and I'm I'm not meaning to sound the horns here, but we do check the batteries. We test them quite often with the electronic testers. And yes, I do top off the batteries that do not have sealed caps. If they're you know if they have caps that I can remove to check the water level, I will top it off a little bit. Um, Sealed maintenance-free batteries are just simply a design that they actually have little like vents in them that as the water heats up in the acid and it tries to vaporize the water off, they actually have a little spot where it condenses back and lets it flow back into the chambers. The non-sealed ones are allowed to vent it out to the atmosphere, so that water is lost to the atmosphere.
0: See, I didn't know that. It was amazing. I've only been in the business 55 years, and I didn't know that. So, uh, Rick, you're amazing.
5: Well, it just it's it's something they tried, and it works yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but modern batteries have reached the point now where, if you are a driver, if you're someone that you do put some miles on the car every day, and The battery gets a chance to be properly recharged, you know, from the time when you start the car. Those batteries can last an amazing amount of time. I've seen batteries, uh, I'll take my own personal vehicle, as a matter of fact. It is now eight years old, and I'm only on my second battery. The first original battery and my second battery. And I drive, on average, 50 miles a day, going back and forth to work, with a lot of it being on the turnpike. Yeah. So it's those highway miles that gives it a chance for the battery to get fully recharged and keeps it in good health.
0: That's right. Howard, does that answer your question?
4: Yeah, but I just want to say that uh, you're the only dealership that checks batteries.
0: Well, because, you'd, be uh, surp- you'd be surprised. Uh, there are a lot of things that they say they check, and, and, and we're not perfect. I mean, we sometimes we miss. Uh, I go back to what I said earlier about rotten apples. Uh, if you if any business is really busy, even Costco, uh, you're going to find people that drop the ball. So hey, I'm,
5: uh, I'm not perfect
3: at all. Yeah, we, all well, well, that's good. not true, Rick. You're perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, there's it's a question of some people are more perfect and some people less perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect retail business, especially a car dealer. But you're right about check sheets. Check sheets. Uh, you they'll, they'll advertise. You have a. 25 or a 35 or a 50-point inspection, and they say they did it, I guarantee you, and most of you, as as it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. They don't go through the checks. What they will do is they'll check for something that they can do that's going to cost you a lot of money. But uh, if, if, if everything looks okay, uh, they're not going to be checking the tire pressure, the battery, a lot of other things that they should check. But you're correct, Howard.
4: Okay. One other question. <clears throat> Concerning batteries, Uh, now, when they're going to have electric cars, let's say 10 years from now, and uh, they're going to have them all over, and let's say gasoline gets less uh, popular with people, they've been buying electric cars, how will the infrastructure handle this so that you could charge your battery? And how long would it take to charge your battery? I mean, uh, half an hour, to me, seems like... uh, I mean, uh, too long. Uh, It takes like five or ten minutes, uh, maybe 15 minutes at most to fill up a gas tank.
0: So, Rick,
4: what do you think about the future of uh, electric batteries as far as the infrastructure and about the time it will take to charge uh, a battery?
0: We used to worry about that, Howard, but um, Elon Musk has got a battery now that will last a million miles. And uh, I think the charging... Um, uh,
3: well the range is the, yeah. yeah.
0: the charging is something like 500 or 600 miles it's, it's, we've reached a point now where unless you're a uh, long distance driver from coast to coast you don't need to worry about a charging station the average American will be able to take his car, plug it into his garage when he goes home and there will be enough charging stations to take care of it it's, the battery, battery technology has trumped the, the infrastructure problem. And the battery will allow yeah. you to go just about anywhere unless you live in the Sahara Desert. You, you
3: just can't do what I do. I'll yeah. be coming home from work. I'm on E. And I'm too tired. I don't want to gas. I'll just do it in the morning. Yeah. Now you got to do it on the way home. Well, so you be do an, it at
0: they'll, home. There'll be, <laughs> the, be an automatic charger. You'll, be, yeah. you'll, you'll have uh, you know, induced charging from the, uh, your garage floor. I mean, uh, trust me, infrastructure is not going to be a, a problem. And I, I predict we're going to have serious electric cars on the road in five years, not ten years. Yeah. I think we're going to see...
3: They're that. even working on, on roadways that can charge the vehicle as they drive over yeah. Yeah.
5: them. Right. I was about to say, with the roadways using inductive charging, suppose as you pull into your driveway or your, into your garage, you simply have a, a mat yeah. that's already connected to your electric. So when your car pulls over that mat and you park, it inductively yeah. charges right into your battery system overnight any, as much as it needs
0: anything that you can imagine is possible through technology and that's uh if you think i'm crazy think of something and and then and then google it think of something that you say boy it sure would be nice if uh we had a product that did <laughs> and this
3: a little aside every time i've come up with a brilliant invention i've googled it and somebody already is working on it or, or, <laughs> or it's already out there
0: I, I bought stuff on amazon that i didn't know existed yeah. and so yeah howard I, i'm like you Uh, five years ago I would have believed that it's just gonna be too long you know we talked about infrastructure for hydrogen charging stations infrastructure for for just plug-in stations infrastructure don't need the infrastructure when you have a a electric car that could go 500 or 600 miles
3: and it'll last for a million miles but it's coming anyway it's coming yeah it's gonna happen uh, side by side I don't think there's gonna be a problem
1: you know speaking of uh, Howard have we answered
4: all your questions Great. You you certainly did, and I appreciate uh, all the help you give me and you give your uh, uh, listeners. uh, And uh, keep safe, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Howard.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for being part of the show. We really appreciate you calling us every Saturday. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, Speaking of batteries and um, technology, I'm going to share my story about my battery and uh, we've called, it's gotten so bad that we've called upon Alexa to remind us. Uh, my car sat for almost a week and it, it, it was, my battery was dead and uh, what a huge inconvenience. And you, you, you in this fa- fast paced world and with uh, the pandemic, uh, you just, you know, you just forget. I think that uh, Stu alluded to the fact that he pulls in and he says, you know, tomorrow I'll do this, this or that. And uh, the same applies for me. So now we've called upon Alexa to remind me to take my car out.
3: Hiya.
1: We're fortunate enough to have two cars in the garage. And Earl's car, his uh, Lexus gets uh, used a whole lot more than my Avalon. So uh, I made a note of that, and oh. Alexa's going to remind us. Let's
0: not forget we got Rick waiting over here to uh, do his Rick Kearney Consumer Report on... G-foam uh, fuel additive that uh, uh, just, we had a caller call in and talk about how good it was and claimed better gas mileage smoother the running engine. I thought it was nonsense. I went to Amazon. I Googled the product. It had hundreds of reviews. It had close to a five-star review. But we always thought gas additives are BS.
5: Rick reports. On. Before we get to that, i got one quick YouTube question for you Earl. Okay. Uh, Negan1 says, Good morning Earl. I have a friend that's searching for a used car. She commutes 200 miles a day. Her budget is around $10,000 and she asked my opinion. I told her an Acura or Honda with a hundred thousand miles on average would be a good used car for her. What's your opinion?
0: Uh, You can't go wrong. Acura, Honda, I would say Japanese and Korean makes are your best bet. Check consumer reports, but uh, uh, Honda is going to be, you'll probably find a Honda for $10,000 uh, sooner than an Acura. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get a good uh, maintained Honda, check the Carfax, have an independent me- mechanic check it out, and you can get a good reliable car for $10,000. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Okay. Seafoam. Here's my report, quick and simple. Um, I started off by getting a baseline reading on my pickup for fuel economy. And my truck got approximately around 16.3 miles per gallon right at the beginning. Okay, and before we get into that, for the new people that are just listening
0: to this, seafoam comes in a can, you get it on Amazon. What's, uh, I should know this, what's a can of seafoam
5: cost you? One can, 16 ounces, is about $8. Okay, and you pour that, they tell you to pour it into your gas tank. It's recommended to use no more than one ounce per gallon of fuel uh-huh. and approximately one ounce per quart of oil poured into the crankcase. Okay. Now while I was doing these this test drive, because I actually did one full tank just as an immediate, you know, baseline figure. Then I did three tanks, or your part, two full tanks, and I'm on the third tank now, to test what the increase in fuel economy would be, and at the same time I used my scan tool to record all my sensor data readings over several oh. test drives so I could look and see you know, what things might change on yeah. my vehicle. Very cool. Now my truck is a 2013 V6 automatic transmission pickup with 120 some thousand miles on it. Okay. So it is an older vehicle but I do take pretty good care of it and I also drive a lot of highway driving so I'm on the turnpike quite a bit so this may have a big factor in this. Okay. Um, in the meantime, while I'm doing this, I also went online to YouTube and did a lot of research on what other people had done testing and what their results were and to see you know, what everybody felt was the proper application as well as using Seafoam's own recommendations of what was needed to be done to use this product properly. Mm-hmm. And I found there's actually three steps recommended, not just two. The first, of course, seafoam in the gas. The second, seafoam in the oil. The third is actually a spray can of seafoam cleaner product that you spray onto the throttle plate. Mm. Now this requires a little bit of work because you've got to disconnect the air hose from the throttle body of the car and spray this product onto the throttle plate. Mm. And in a lot of cases, they actually have a special straw piece that they want you to hook it up put the hose back on with this straw in place, run the car at a certain idle rate above idle, and then spray this chemical in a little bits at a time. So it takes a bit of work and a bit of time. And what this is supposed to do is remove any carbon deposits on the throttle body yeah. itself, and let it help clean through the induction system.
0: I can see all the car dealers out there in the audience right now saying, hmm, sea foam. Uh. 999 (laughs) dollars
3: that's gonna look look real nice on an
5: addendum label (laughs) okay of course one of the big things that you see in all the videos is they focus on the exhaust pipe and you see this clouds of white smoke coming out as it's supposedly burning this carbon off and of course then the smoke clears up over time
0: oh that's where the sea foam uh, name came from
5: it blows white smoke out nope no the sea foam name actually came from the fact that the product was originally designed to be used in outboard marine engines yeah. that were two cycle engines oh. where the gas and oil are mixed together. I and of course with gas and oil mixed together in two cycle engines, you get a lot of carbon buildup. So the carbon buildup in the engine, the seafoam product yeah. worked really well to clean out those outboard engines. Yeah. However, now we're talking modern cars that are four cycle the oil and gas stay pretty much separated, I except... Can't, I
0: can't wait. Tell me what happened. <laughs> well,
5: except for where the oil residue gets drawn through the PCV valve. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's important. I'll get to that in a second. But it's important okay. to remember that the PCV valve is actually drawing vapors from the crankcase up into the intake. The vapors.
1: <laughs> I can't take it.
5: <laughs> it's, amazing.
1: Right. it's amazing.
5: Now comes <laughs> the, the end result of what I got. Okay. <laughs> My second tank of fuel, which was the first full tank with seafoam, right. was 17.5 gallons or 17.5 miles per gallon, an increase of about 1.2. The third tank, I actually got up to 18.9 miles per gallon, so I did get a little over two and a half miles per gallon increase in fuel economy.
0: Now, you, and you were you were driving that in the exact same manner.
5: Pretty much the exact same manner. some days might be you know, a little more in the city. Uh, there were some days instead of driving home on the turnpike, I'd go over and drive home along the ocean.
0: Can Have you calculated that into uh, cost savings and fuel per tank full? Uh, when you fill up with the tank, how much money does that save you? Two and a half miles per gallon?
5: Two and a half miles per gallon is probably going to save you about two to three dollars per tank full. Really. Wow at the most at the most now mm-hmm. here's here here's where it gets a little more interesting uh, the YouTube channels that I looked at were such ones as project farm Nate's interactive audio one road and I believe it was farm farm truck was another one uh, they all used older vehicles much older vehicles mm-hmm. that had like dirty engines inside a lot of carbon buildup and old older older cars not quite comparable to most of our audience, which newer cars using fuel injection systems and they don't have lifters anymore. There's a, a big de- ch- design change in the engines. Yeah. Here's my comparison. Seafoam is recommended to be used about every other tank full in the fuel and is recommended to be used in your oil as often as you can. So I calculated out over 30,000 miles you would drive, say you get 450 miles per tank full. Now, my truck only gets about 320 because it's, you know, it's a pickup truck. If you're comparing to, say, a Camry or a Corolla or a mid-sized sedan, yeah. you'd get around 450 miles per tank full on average, which is the equivalent of about 66 tanks of fuel for 30,000 miles. Running figure one, ta- one can every other tank full plus one can of the spray for 30,000 mile period, you're going to spend about $280 to $320 for seafoam product itself. Uh Then there's also the labor factor of doing that throttle body cleaning with the spray can. To me, my honest opinion, going to a mechanic once every 30,000 miles and having them clean your throttle body would cost around one hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars okay so the seafoam looks to me like it's going to be almost double that amount to use seafoam product Oh. and I did not see enough of a fuel increase fuel economy increase even at two miles per gallon which bear in mind per tank full fuel economy can can vary as much as two to three to five miles per gallon per tank full depending on how you're driving your vehicle no. over that length of time. So the Rick Kearney does not recommend seafoam, And in agreement with me is a fellow who I kind of respect this guy on YouTube, a guy by the name of Scotty Kilmer. Uh-huh. Hey. We've heard his name quite oh. a few times. Yeah, Got introduced to him by Tina from Bonita Springs, one of our favorite callers. So unfortunately oh, yeah. her work schedule doesn't allow her to call as often anymore. And the basic opinion is, and one of the things that I noticed a lot of these channels did, they used a borescope to go in through the spark plug holes on these engines and examine the carbon buildup inside the engines. Uh-huh. Most modern cars, when you look at them with a borescope, you'll see a small amount of carbon on the pistons building up over okay. fifty to 100,000 miles, but it's not nearly as much anymore because gasoline is a fantastic solvent. And with normal injected engines, the gasoline is injected right onto the intake valve, which cleans that intake valve off.
0: You're getting too technical. And it cleans the combustion chamber.
3: I have a perfect visual of what's going on. I'm inside an engine right now. Yeah. But the point the
0: the, the, the bottom (laughs) line is do not recommend seafoam on an economic cost basis.
5: Except for one particular system. If you have a much older car, And your car is starting to make some rattling noises in the engine. And you do have, you know, a lack of power in that. I would recommend give it a try one time with one bottle in the tank. A small amount added to the oil. Follow the manufacturer's recommendations with seafoam. And try the spray in through the throttle body. You're looking at a full up full outlay of of parts, you're looking at about $15 to $20 at the most, and a little bit of time to set it up to spray it on that throttle plate. And in a lot of cases, I think on these older cars, doing it once will make a small difference in a lot of cars as long as the engine's not ready to just simply give up the ghost and expire. Well, thank you, Rick.
0: I mean, that was uh, a fantastic report. I was... uh, uh, I to have to be careful because some reports is love to hire you away from me. I'm and, telling uh, you, put you on the staff. But uh,
1: and that's why we call yeah. them Rick Reports. Now, <laughs> as,
5: as just to close it out, the reason I think you might see a lot of those positive reviews on Amazon and a lot of really big numbers popping up there, yeah, is because a lot of these YouTube channels, like one Project Farm, as a matter of fact, a couple of them, they're... Cha- they're Video on seafoam, where they showed a dramatic increase by you know, using these old vehicles, mm-hmm. had over a million views so if you 've got one million people that have watched that video, yeah, and ten percent of them buy seafoam and try oh, it that 's a yeah. hundred thousand and if ten percent of those yeah. leave a review that 's ten thousand reviews sure. absolutely, and people that listen to Rick reports, you already recommended
0: it to try it once so if uh, 10 million people try it once, I'm gonna buy some stock and, and uh, seafoam. But you're right, it, it's, a, it's a product that w- works, but it doesn't work well enough to pay for the cost in general.
5: So, it has a specific place, yeah. but I, again, my recommendation is yeah. about every 30,000 miles, have your mechanic, clean your throttle body, yeah. and I think you'll see just as good a change in your systems and you'll see that car out remember you heard it I, here I, first
0: on earl Stewart on cars if you have a product that you'd like tested i recommend it uh, to us to test and we'll submit it to rick And
3: you'll hear and about it on rick and we'll
0: see if there's a question something is popular that seems to be selling well has good reviews but you're dubious uh we'll be happy to have rick take a look at
1: it yeah and you know you, you guys uh, we've we've been sitting here and we've been jotting down notes while rick talks if you didn't, you can definitely tune in to YouTube. You can go to Stitcher uh, Radio. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and you can uh, listen to this uh, show that we're doing live right now. Uh, that was amazing, Rick. I think you're a candidate for sure. 60 minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I uh, forgot to announce to everyone uh, when we came on the air that you can take advantage of your anonymous feedback dot com oh yeah your dot com take advantage of it you can voice your opinion and uh, you remain anonymous and i will repeat for the ladies i'd love to hear from you uh how your service went maybe uh you purchased a vehicle uh share it with us uh, uh whether it's uh, uh, inspiring or it's uh, a bad one and uh we have a gift for you first two new lady callers get yourself fifty dollars Take advantage of that this morning and give us a call tool-free at 877-960-9960. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Let's get to the uh, text on the yeah. YouTube.
0: We that.
3: had quite a few uh, uh, anonymous feedback responses we didn't get to last week, so we'll jump to theirs. But before I do that, there's one that, a text that just came in, which you got to hear. Um, there's no name on it. It just says, I got a mailer from Southern 441 Toyota this week offering a free turkey and ham. Certificate, not a free turkey or a ham, just a certificate. In the fine print, I can receive a ten dollar discount off the purchase of a turkey or a ham. <laughs> the initial impression was clearly that I would get a free turkey or ham <laughs> if I shopped at Southern 441 Toyota, but this is something you can put on your website. <laughs> ain't gonna happen. dot com. Um, I laugh because. Um, Somebody brought me that same mailer uh, uh, a couple of days ago, and I read it, mm. and it's it's true technically. If you go to Southern 441 Toyota, you'll get a free certificate that gives you $10 off if you choose somewhere to purchase yeah. a turkey or ham. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of so, cute. It's so, so
0: so we accept all credit, uh, credit applications.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So
1: right. you're saying that you read that literally you can walk into that dealership. Yes. Uh, and say, Give you're not going to purchase a car you're not going to just I
3: exactly. saw your
1: you know, advertisement yeah. for a uh, I don't $10 know what $10 the coupon. process is
3: to get your $10 maybe you have to mail it into some clearing house somewhere and someday in the future you'll get a check for $10, I don't know hmm. um, but I thought it was pretty clever uh, i got like a question for Rick deal. Huh? sounds like a turkey of a deal it is, it's a turkey <laughs> of a deal um, Rick, why do hybrids get better mileage um, in city driving instead of
5: highway driving because when you're driving in the city the hybrid system can shut off the gasoline engine while you're coasting and stopping at traffic lights saving a whole bunch of fuel versus driving on the highway where the engine has to keep running a lot more often in order to provide energy to keep driving the car can I add to that hmm
0: also when you take your foot off the accelerator and you you uh, decelerate the deceleration actually adds additional charge to the battery.
5: Regenerative braking, yes, sir. There you go.
3: Okay, for some reason, I just got kicked off the Internet. Oh, I'm back on the Internet. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's a frightening thing while we're on... uh, Here we are. Really? Yeah, let me get... Well, that closed off, but I got more more stuff here. Um, A a few months ago, you mentioned a brand of dash cam. Uh, What was that again, and do you guys still use one?
0: You know... um, I'm going to withdraw my endorsement. I have an OWL dash cam that I raved about and raved about, and uh, it's okay, uh, but uh, uh, I'm going to get rid of it. Um, uh, when it worked for, I guess, a couple of years, and I just don't feel like messing with it anymore. I've had it in. Uh, uh, I've had uh, Martin Vargas look at it a couple of times, and he's a guy in our parts department's a genius on webcam. on a, so it dash just cam. didn't
1: live up to your expectations. So I, I'm
0: waiting for the new Ring dash cam to come out. Oh, Ring,
3: yeah, they can make one.
0: Ring has a new dash cam to come out, which uh,
3: are they doing one? Or are you just hoping they do? Oh, they are. They oh. they've
0: announced it, and I'm going to replace my Owl oh, with yeah. a Ring dash cam. Yeah. Now
3: I'm not oh. using one either, but the problem is I changed cars, and my windshield is too small. <laughs> the dash cam blocks my view. So yeah.
1: yeah, I can understand that. Would you say it's uh, the Ring would be more people friendly?
0: Uh probably I mean they're they're owned by Google, so uh Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. I, know, I know it was one big Yeah, but the big. cool
3: thing is I if you get a I'm gonna assume it'll integrate with your ring system. So if you have a yeah. ring camera system in oh. your house, you have an app where you can see all your cameras, yeah. you can oh, nice. probably see at a glance your, your car stuff and nice. it'd be part of the whole system. Yeah.
5: Make Rick? it easier. I run a, a dash cam by a company called Fiofo, Viofo, V I O F O. So
0: it's called I I can't see. Uh,
5: Victor, Indigo, Oscar, Frank, Oscar. And mine is actually a dual camera. I have one that faces out the front windshield. The other one is mounted on my back window to face out the back area so I can record front and rear simultaneously. Uh, It does record onto an SD card. However, this company also has an app where I can use my phone to connect to the camera at any time if I want to, to see it. And does not require any subscription costs or monthly costs. So once you purchase it and install it, it's in. And I have it hardwired in directly to my electrical system so that when I start the engine, the camera automatically comes on. But also if it detects any sort of an impact while it's sitting still with the engine off, it has a battery life and it will start up immediately and begin recording So an impact would cause it to automatically begin recording to try to see, you know, what hit my truck. I'll check it out.
3: Okay. okay. I want to check it out too. Do you think it would work
5: on that little tiny windshield I got? You certainly take a look at the size of it because it's a very small camera and at the minimum you'd be able to put the little uh, back window camera up there, which is a much smaller unit as well. Okay.
1: Interesting. Before we go any further, I want to mention Earl's Vigilantes and uh, we're having a whole lot of fun with that. And, you know, I have to ask you if you uh, consider yourself an auto expert and are you tired of all the, you know, dishonesty out there? Well, you can help us. You can help us, you can help your community, and uh, you can sign up at EarlsVigilantes.com and uh, help out uh, big time.
0: You know what we need to do, Stu? Uh, We need to have some sort of identification a card, a hat, uh, a T-shirt, identification of the vigilante. But uh, all of you uh, vigilantes have already signed up. We have what about a dozen, Stu? Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to get them. A, I thought, what do you think? A, a hat or a shirt? Let's quit talking about it and let's come up with something because we want to. We want to reward them for their participation. And you don't have to uh, be a great uh, expert on how to buy a car, lease a car, repair a car. Uh, you, you should know something about it. Yeah. You may be yeah. listening to the show regularly. Yep. And then if you want to call one of us on the show, uh, we will coordinate with your victim that you're trying to help in whatever state. But we want vigilantes in all states. And uh, uh, no matter what part of the world you live in, uh, check out earlsvigilantes.com. Vigilantes.com, www.earlsvigilantes.com vigilantes.com.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as Earl said, uh, well, he didn't say this, but I said it. You don't have to be able to take the engine apart uh, you, to do your part. And if you're just uh, an auto expert, take advantage of that and uh, get us some information to be helping a whole lot of people. That's earlsvigilantes.com. We are going to go to a first-time caller from Hope Sand and her name is amy welcome to the show amy
6: thank you how are you
1: congratulations you're uh, you are a first-time caller we're all very excited
6: well great
1: and you won yourself fifty dollars
6: very nice thank you
1: what can we do for you
6: well i my husband and I purchased our RAV4 from Earl Stewart in July, and it was a very pleasant and positive experience, and um, I have to tell you, part of it that made it even more enjoyable was the fact that everybody was wearing masks at that time, and we had been to another dealership where they were not, so that was one part of the very positive experience. So, I have a question regarding the um, fuel pump recall. Okay. Uh, will we be getting a postcard or something to bring the car in for that repair or is it the kind of thing where we have to wait for a problem and then bring it in or is there a plan for that
3: yeah they'll be notifying um, owners however Earl can uh, address that um, there is a process um, but there are situations where we can be flexible um, it's, uh, there's a uh, Toyota gives us a whole process of ordering the part um, but um, they're not so rigid that we can't help people out a little bit sooner? Or if you want to jump in on that? Well, if you, if,
0: if, until a fuel pump is available, if you feel uncomfortable driving the car, because theoretically, uh, worst case scenario, if it failed and you were on the highway, the car would not run. It would basically come to a stop. And uh, that can be exciting on 995 at rush hour. So I'm not trying to frighten you, but uh, if you feel uncomfortable, Uh, We will provide a loaner car, courtesy of Toyota, uh, and uh, we will be able to uh, let you drive that vehicle safely until we get your car fixed and the fuel pump does come in.
6: Okay. Another question is regarding the warranty, if you don't mind. um, We're not driving right now due to the pandemic, Mm -hmm. and it's not likely that we're going to hit the 5,000 miles on our warranty. Maybe um, six months. Does that negate anything, or should we just
2: bring it in in the six-month
0: period regardless? Uh, we recommend that you bring it in according to the um, manufacturer's recommendations, which is which is uh, twelve months or ten thousand miles, and every six months for tire rotation and balance. We're flexible, and some people feel uncomfortable about bringing their car in during the COVID situation, particularly the elderly, or people with underlying conditions. And uh, we're flexible on that, and so is Toyota. And so are all the manufacturers, Honda, General Motors. Uh, Nobody uh, who's living through this COVID thing uh, doesn't understand why you might not want to bring, or come into a public place, a service department, and wait in the service drive, or in the customer lounge, or any place else, so if if that's the way you feel the manufacturer will let it slide you're not going to affect your warranty in any way your warranty will be good and then when you feel comfortable coming in and you can catch up on your service uh, you'll be right back to normal
6: that sounds great well thank you very glad that you guys are there and as i said it was a very pleasant experience purchasing
0: our car there thank you amy uh stay safe and be well
1: amy thank you so much for calling and being a first-time caller, and uh, tell your lady friends about us. They too can win themselves fifty dollars. Okay. I certainly will. And thank make sure you leave nice. your contact information. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and thank you again.
0: Okay. Let's get back to the uh,
3: anonymous feedback. Okay. Uh, hello. I saw a used 2019 Toyota Camry, not certified used, and it was about two thousand more than a similar one, uh, same year, make, mile, and trim. Um, In color at a Honda dealership. Um, Why does it cost more at a Toyota dealership? I can uh, jump into that. Um, One example is kind of uh, hard to use that to say that that's the case every time. Um, Every dealership um, will appraise a vehicle or purchase a vehicle, and that price will vary over time. It's possible that the Toyota dealer uh, just had too much money in the in the Toyota to begin with. They could have purchased or traded that car in a year ago and it's been sit- sitting in there in the lot and they're trying to sell it and not lose money um, but every used car is different and so there's always going to be a range of things um, I don't know if it's true to say that they're always more expensive at a, to- at a, uh, at a Toyota dealership.
0: Actually it should be the other way yeah. around. The, uh, the, 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 re- the, the basic reason is that car dealers charge for a used car or a new car for that matter as much as they can uh, and some car dealerships will mark a used car up four, thousand dollars or five thousand, uh, maybe ten thousand. Other dealers will mark it up one or two thousand. There's more uniform pricing now because of the databases available. Uh, we are now able to, um, there's a company called V auto that we use, most all car dealers do, that gives you the market price in every market in the USA. so, If you're shopping for a car in Port St. Lucie or Cleveland, Ohio or wherever it may be, you go to V Auto and they will tell you that this particular Toyota Camry 2019 or whatever, uh, the market value is this. Now some people will follow that recommendation. Some people will raise uh, the price beyond that Mm -hmm. to try to make more money. And when you raise the price above what you expect to get, it gives you more room to use on trade-in allowance, Mm -hmm. on the trade-in, and then you can offer a bigger discount. So the car business is crazy. Uh, There's no rhyme or reason why a dealer asks a price. There's a a rhyme or reason why they sell it a certain price, but Toyota dealer will typically be able to sell a Toyota for more money because more Toyota dealers, because they traded more Toyotas, and uh, they have better access the Toyota trade is. If you want to get a good price on a Honda, go to a Honda dealer, use Car Manager. If you want to get a good price on a Chevrolet, sell it, you go to a Chevrolet dealer.
3: They're more familiar with it. They can give you more accurate appraisal. Another factor is also that... um, uh, our, nearly all, all dealers w- w- change their price based on the amount of time it has in inventory yeah. and they've had it in inventory so uh, the first few days in the lot or the first five days yeah. they might even try to sell it or mark, um, list it for above the market average and then the longer they have it they lower it down so you could have seen a fresh uh, Toyota unit at the Toyota dealership and an older one at the, uh, at the Honda dealership
0: yep okay
3: Okay. um, Here's a question, and it was for Rick. Rick's already answered it, but let him answer it on the air. This is from a a week ago. Um, Can your dealership or all-service vintage Toyotas from the 70s and 80s?
5: And Rick has uh, weighed in. Well, we do have one guy at the shop that has been there since 1978. So, yeah, we can handle those. Uh, It may take a little longer to find parts for them. Right. But we can do it.
3: We actually have a guy that was was working on those cars when they were brand new. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's vintage himself. And this
0: guy happens to be an incredible, uh, certified master diagnostic technician that uh, can fix anything. And yeah. so he's he's an outstanding technician.
3: And, and Rick's been been
0: modest. His name is Glenn yeah. His name is Glenn Ballard, and we got we Rick, Rick can do it too. Yeah. Well, Glenn Ballard and Rick Kearney. Yeah. yeah. We got two guys. They can do that, and Glenn's been there longer than you have. I I learned but, under Glenn. Yeah. You know, what a what a statement,
1: what a statement to make. But we, you know. But
0: we stumped them both <laughs> when we took the 1937 Pontiac in, and Rick had to scratch his head, and so did Glenn. So right. if we have any, um, that's
3: like bringing a locomotive, like a steam any, engine or something.
0: Any that. 90 year old or 90 year old technicians out there, or maybe it have to be a hundred
3: year, a hundred year yeah, old. Yeah, we're, we're hiring hundred yeah. year old technicians to work on that car. But he
1: did the job. Amazing, Would sea
3: foam uh, work well in, in that old Pontiac?
5: I wouldn't recommend putting that in there. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Pontiac needs some TLC, but it needs someone that knows that old system on that car.
1: Okay. Just like the human body. Yeah. Okay, folks, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772 497 6530-don't-forget-your-anonymous-feedback.com. We're going to go to Lake Worth, where Dennis has been holding. Good morning, Dennis.
7: Good morning, everyone.
1: Welcome. I have a
7: little uh, little story I read the other day, and I know uh, Nancy, you and Earl are both devotees to Consumer Reports, and they had a little news thing that came on my tablet that said that uh, uh, Consumer Reports has now dropped completely the recommendation on, on one Tesla model, and I guess but it said panned a brand new model, which is a Y model. So uh, yeah. I know they kind of go off and on on Tesla,
0: so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and yet, the Tesla stock didn't suffer at all, so it tells you something about uh, why people buy cars. There's a charisma, a halo, around Elon Musk and Tesla, and appears he can do no wrong, uh, but he's a very smart guy, and he builds a great product, but they cut him a lot of slack. I'm really surprised when Consumer Report gives them a negative. Uh, Nancy and I almost bought a Tesla a long time ago, and it was a little bit after that that Consumer Report gave them their first negative. Uh, they vacillate because Consumer Reports at one time gave Tesla a perfect score, a 100 recommend, which they'd never given to any car before. Now they're not even recommending them at all, so uh, it's, it's interesting.
7: I thought it was, and especially, I don't know what this Model Y is, but I guess they must have really, uh, the word panned must have really uh, trashed the the Model Y, I'm assuming.
0: What is the Model Y? I don't know.
7: uh... I think it was a brand new model. I think it was a Model Y, because it said they they panned a new model that just came out, and that's why I just saw a little thing. I didn't go to Consumer Reports and read it, and I I know you and Nancy are big on reading it, so I thought you might have. A more depth of the knowledge than I got just from the little blip that I read.
3: Well, yeah. we'll research there, Dennis. It, it looks a little bit. It's a, it's, I think it's uh, average MSRP is around thirty-seven, thirty-eight thousand dollars, and it, it looks a lot similar to the to the Model Three, mm-hmm. um, a little bit kind of like a small like a small SUV is crossover looking
5: uh, looking one. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. you, you speak of Elon Musk with his he al- he always seems to have a little something up his sleeve. If you think about the models of Tesla as they've come out, the first was the Model S, then the Model 3, then the Model X, and now the Model Y. And if you were to picture those four putting a nice little line there, it kind of looks like the word sexy.
3: <laughs> that's,
5: <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. s backwards 3 Model on. X
3: Y. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have the Roadster, so it's 6 year. You figure that out yourself. No, you read those? <laughs> no that's <laughs> been on the internet. That's, that's why been 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 the <laughs> Y first was announced. <laughs> Yeah. That is really and the cool. Roadster fits in there because that's the R, so it's sexier. Yep, Teslas ah. are sexier. So. Oh.
0: okay. Well, the, the human I just mind. I'd see,
7: you, see if you guys uh, do more than uh, I could figure out, but uh, it, so that's uh, anyway. Everybody have a nice Thanksgiving and new uh, too. Thank Dennis. you, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Okay.
1: I, I'll say it again: the human mind. You know, I think for uh, Elon, uh, he's uh, he comes across maybe uh, just. Uh, you know, he's so sure of himself and he knows what's ahead and what he he has a plan. At every corner, he has a plan. And I think a lot of people find him a little intimidating. Yeah. And that's why they give him such a rough time. 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772 497 6530. I have to mention this, is I think uh, Rick probably knows about this. Up at uh, Traditions, did you notice uh, that they have a driverless uh, car up there? A van, I, I, I guess you might call oh, it, in, at, up there in the Treasure Coast.
5: I was not aware of that, but it doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, it was very interest- a very interesting news clip that, that they had on an autonomous uh, shuttle that, ah. uh, that's provided by uh, Beep, mm-hmm. if you've heard of them. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's an interesting clip. Uh, pull it up, guys. You can probably Google that. Uh, who are we going back to? Rick has a YouTube.
5: Well, I've got an interesting one here from Donovan. Donovan Lewis, he says, V-Auto is a problem because it's owned by Cox Automotive. So you have one company that owns the software that tells you real-time value, then what the car is worth to consumers on Kelly Blue Book and where to buy them in Auto Trader. This is where the government is failing because they have the ability to influence prices. Cox Auto needs to be broken up. One company owns way too much in the car buying, pricing, and management business.
0: Well, this is true. It worries me a lot. I, I speak uh, about J.D. Power. You know, a lot of dealers uh, brag about their J.D. Power award, and and uh, and J.D. Power has a lot of affiliations and uh, you know cross agreements with dealers and manufacturers. They accept money from manufacturers and from dealers. Uh, the reason I talk about Consumer Reports until it makes you sick, and I'm sorry, but they're the the only game in town. I mean, they're not perfect, and they make mistakes, but the one thing you have to say about Consumer Reports, they accept nothing from anybody except you, uh, the reader. I mean, they take donations, and they are non-profit. They will not even uh, get a break on a car they buy to test. If they want to test a Chevrolet, they go to a Chevrolet dealership undercover and they buy it just like you, and they're not beholding to anybody. Uh, you're not even allowed to advertise that Consumer Reports endorses this product. So they are, uh, they are pristine in terms of morals and transparency. And I, don't, I think this thing with couchado is very suspicious. I don't like it. I'm not saying it, it, it's influencing uh, anything, but I don't like the, the
5: cross-fertilization here and the, mm. the whole uh, evaluation process. And Guy Larrabee, he's got a great question for you. He says, I flew in from Canada on Monday. Palm Beach Toyota across from the airport advertises Camrys for $19,999. What a deal. I couldn't stop because I was on the shuttle. Is that possible, 19999
3: for a Camry? It is. You buy a used one. <laughs> uh. Yeah.
0: Well,
5: it's, it, this
0: is the, what I said earlier in the show. Any advertisement by any car dealer is a lie. It's not a sad statement. This is my profession. this is my life. I've been in uh, the car business since nineteen sixty eight and my family's in the car business and it's embarrassing to me that I have to make a statement like that on on radio, television uh, youtube and Facebook. Uh, car dealers lie, and uh, you can't buy that Camry for $19.99. And they're going to add $1,000, over $1,000, in hidden fees. And as Stu just said, it's a used Camry, not a new Camry. And that's in the fine print. And uh, it's a game of get you in the door and then screw you. And that's the way... It's
3: been many, many years since you could buy a brand-new Camry for under $20,000.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's it's a sad situation. We have a lot of legislators listening to the show. We have regulators listening to the show. Uh, You're sitting on your hands. And you won't act because you're afraid of big auto, and that's big auto manufacturer and big auto dealer. Uh, You, uh, if you come after an automobile dealer group, you won't get reelected. Our attorney general will not take action. uh, And I, I, you know, I, you think she'd at least send me an email and say I'm sorry, but uh, she doesn't. And uh, that's where we are. Uh, Gallup annual uh, Gallup uh, association and their and their annual survey on honesty and ethics and professions ranks uh, car dealers last. So I'm on a rant, I'm going to shut up. Let's get back to the but, text. Uh,
1: let me mention f- uh, for a minute about uh, the Attorney General and uh, what a job she does. And, uh, it, you know, I receive her uh, Attorney General Newsletter And uh, she is really on top of these people that uh, are scamming. And and it has a whole lot to do with the pandemic also. But there's so much that she reports on. And uh, she does a great job. And we would just love Attorney General Ashley Moody to help us. Because um, it's classified in the same category. Scams and lies and deceit.
0: You never see her go after someone that donates heavily to her campaign and election you'll never see it uh, and you'll never see any politician go after someone that could affect their re-election and that's our system folks i mean i love the united states i love our democracy uh and i But well, we got to fix some things well you got to fix some things. yeah right? so yeah.
1: you keep talking about it and people keep listening and maybe someday something will change yeah. you can change things our listeners consumers all of you and that's by giving her a call Give Ashley Moody a call, the Attorney General. Uh, maybe she'll take your call. One call, two calls, it doesn't matter. 850-414-3300. Attorney
0: General Ashley Moody. You know, you're right about uh, if she receives enough calls. The one thing that can uh, trump uh, heavy contributions for re-election is when the voters rise up. And the voters are the car buyers. And if the car buyers rise up... Uh, it would uh, put Ashley Mo- Moody between a rock and a hard place. She'd be caught between the Florida Automobile Dealers Association and the thousands of dealers in Florida and their political action committees and you, the voters. So the only way to do it is to really go after her and say, Ashley, I'm not going to vote for you and I know a whole bunch of other people that are not going to vote to. you. And uh, we need a groundswell activity, which, you know, call me a Pollyanna probably ain't going to happen dot com let's get back to the text. no
1: i think that as long as you keep mentioning this and the listeners keep no. listening there's some way somehow that it'll change things but you've got to keep you got to keep talking about it otherwise people forget now back to Stu.
3: okay uh, this is from ann marie we got a text from ann marie uh, good morning the uk will stop selling new gas and diesel vehicles in 20 by 2030 under plans announced by Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Uh, California announced a very similar plan recently. Uh, This is part of their plan to move to a greener economy. Other countries, including China, are moving towards electric vehicles as well. Toyota is famous for their gas-electric hybrids. Is Toyota working on all electric vehicles um, to comply with other countries' requirements? Just wondering. Thanks, and I hope everybody has a safe and happy Thanksgiving. And the answer to your question is yes. And that's what frustrates me, is because they are developing electric vehicles for the markets that are requiring them. So I, th- I, th- I feel bad that the United States will be behind China, China will be filling up with, with all electric vehicles before we will, and Toyota will be making them and selling them to China. And if the UK follows through on this plan, the UK will see, or will see a lot of electric vehicles in, uh, um, in, their, in their country. Um, but Toyota is working on it. They have a, a five-year plan to have electrification, and I put that in air quotes, of all their vehicles by 2025, and that includes hybrids, all electric vehicles, and hydrogen fuel cell. Um, so it's coming, but it sure is coming slow, at least over here in the States. Okay. Anonymous feedback. Earl, I'm the buyer you described that has negotiated 20, 25 leases in the last 30 years for my family. I was a professional negotiator for 35 years, and I live to negotiate cars, purchases at Home Depot, garbage pickup service bill, Dish Network, etc. The F and I guy doesn't even offer me any services or financing or added fees or screw with me because I just laugh at them. Keep up the good work. You do a great service for customers that fear the process. America needs your help.
0: Well, uh, thanks for the uh, anonymous feedback, and I, you know, people like that. Uh, um. Cause you, who don't negotiate or who don't go to True Car or Costco or do not listen to the advice on this show, to pay way way too much money. Because when a guy like that walks into a car dealership, he ends up buying a car very near actual cost, and he doesn't pay the F and I department any profit because he finances his car through his credit union, and he might maybe pay a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars profit. In the, uh, on the car, which is not really enough to make money. If you look at the total overhead of expense of a dealership, they're losing money on that car. So to make up for it, when uh, Mr. Sucker walks in, and I hate to use that word, you know, P.T. Barnum is one born every minute, when you walk into the dealership, you pay a 5000 or $10,000 profit. Every person that walks into the car dealership pays a different price for the same car. Mm-hmm. And uh, the high prices are the people that are misinformed, uninformed, careless, uh, or maybe they just have too much money. Yeah. And the and the negotiator, the hardcore, I do my work, I read consumer reports, he steals the car. And the average is what the dealer has to hit right. to be profitable.
3: You, you, you're, you're in luck if in the first deal of the day they make a $10,000 profit and they've, <laughs> they've bought themselves a handful of deals that they could sell for no profit, yeah. and, uh, and the average works out toward the, to the goal that their boss set for them.
2: Exactly.
1: You know, I'm going to take advantage of uh, all this talk about these shopping and service and all the shenanigans that are going on. You want to empower yourself with knowledge. Pick up Earl's book, the book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. It's the Bible, um, I compare it to Consumer Report. There's so much information in this book. And gosh, what a great gift. And guess what? All the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. Nineteen ninety-nine, 99 the purchase of a book. And it would be a great Christmas gift.
0: Where you Confessions
1: remember? of a Recovering Car Dealer.
3: available on Amazon.
1: Yes, www.amazon.com.
3: Okay. we got a ton to catch up from last week, and they're coming in this week. Earl felt warm and fuzzy with the shopping report on Infinity of Stewart. Priceless. I love your mystery shopping reports. I've purchased four cars since i lived in Iowa, three Toyotas, one Hyundai, and no dealer ever had those exorbitant uh, fees ad- added on fees. If they ever did, I'd walk out of the deal. Thanks for posting. By the way, I give a B-plus on the shopping report. <laughs> that was from a couple of weeks ago. Um, This is laughable. The Ed Morse dealer fee is $999, which is $200 higher than Johnson Honda's, and they add $499 for XPP, $159 for mud guards and $94.10 for wheel locks in every car. If you would have negotiated the car, you would have received the best price. You can't expect the best price to be given to you without any back and forth. Uh, You're in a mystery world. And that's true, and we address that on the show, that Agent Lightning um, in the time she was given the price, and she didn't choose to go to battle with the salesperson, and she very well could have if she decided to dig it. Many heels.
0: don't. so she was just being a typical buyer and exactly. and uh, we we probably should be sending her back in maybe as a more clever buyer and uh, get some uh, contrasting reports.
3: That's right. Thanks. More anonymous feedback. Um, hey, Earl, I saw a twenty twenty Mustang GT for $34,000 was 750 miles uh, uh, discounted. I inquired and immediately was told it was under the RAV program as a buyback. Your video, How Manufacturer's Buyback Impacts Resale Value, stopped me in my tracks from making the purchase. The sticker price is $50,000, but I would rather pay $43,000 discounted than get duped in the end. See, we're having an effect. People are listening. That's a good one. Um, Good morning, car crew that's us. Huh. I, have a re- I have a question for Rick. I was reading the April edition of Consumer Reports and looking at the Toyota Corolla 2019 and the Toyota RAV4 2019 in the section w- where they have all the green and red and yellow errors for very good average and below average. I saw that the Toyota Corolla and the RAV4 has dropped from a very good, way above average to only the yellow average in major engine issues. Have you been seeing any major engine issues in the 2019 Corolla or RAV4? Hmm.
5: The only thing that we've seen on the 19s and 20s has been the fuel pump recall, which by the way, that's actually almost 6 million cars worldwide Mm -hmm. just for Toyota in that recall. That
0: could be the reason for the consumer reports right there.
5: That could certainly do it. Plus, Honda actually has over a million cars worldwide on that same fuel pump recall and others as well, other manufacturers. But uh, no, I haven't seen any major issues engine-wise on Corolla or RAV and they're one of the vehicles in Toyota's lineup that I'd recommend above all others, as a matter of fact. Uh, 2019, I just bought my wife a brand-new RAV4.
3: Yeah, very well, popular car.
5: I
0: think, well, because has a detail on that. You could probably uh, go, go in. Yeah, and, uh,
5: I'll dig
3: into it, yeah. and we can talk about it next week. Um, all right, this is for Earl, anonymous feedback. What's the deal with the blue shirt? And I think that was Jerry Seinfeld that asked that question. That's
0: that's, that's a great question. So here's a blue shirt if you're videoing or looking at it. Uh, Years ago, when uh, television was in its infancy and uh, commercials were coming along, and color TV, I should say, more, uh, uh, when I made a TV commercial back years ago, the TV station told me to wear something. Don't wear... This kind of shirt don't wear that kind don't of shirt a pa-
3: don't wear a pattern yeah. yeah,
0: and they and they they said the best shirt to show up on TV was blue, so I started making TV commercials with blue shirts. he
3: threw out all his other shirts,
0: yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> I have a I have a wardrobe and so it became i became identified with my blue shirt
3: i actually was curious yeah. about that you have more than one blue shirt right yeah and on my, oh,
1: i think so
0: on my book <laughs> i'm wearing a book cover i have my blue shirt and it became so now when yeah. i want to be anonymous he i just don't fine. wear a blue shirt if i if i go into public, i don't wear my blue shirt and i can go in there and pick up my bread and my milk and get out without being recognized
3: that's the real reason yeah. Whenever you want to go incognito You put on like a, like yeah. a, a tank top yeah, I, if, I, if,
0: I, if I go someplace I don't want to see, be seen Like Rachel's uh, you, know.
3: you put on a red shirt yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Fly under the radar yeah.
3: uh, here, This is a good one I mean it's not a good It's a mean one But it's entertaining Some of your callers appear to have no life They are bogged down by indecision You praise them as smart consumers But they're really neurotic Non-committal ditherers I have no sympathy for them. That's a mean guy right there. Wow. <laughs> Come well, that's, on. That's the reason we have People no- have anxiety from buying cars. That's, this re- is why that, they that. that's the
0: reason we have anonymous feedback because <laughs> you, you can be mean and cruel and nasty and get away with it. That's okay. You're being mean. That's not nice to say.
3: These people are okay. human beings. There, Yeah, about. I'm saying there's a lot of anxiety. I mean, car dealers have terrorized people for, for a decade, for a century. Yeah. And uh, it's only natural to be a little bit nervous before yeah. you I, go. I in.
1: have a question Is the anonymous feedback an insult for Earl Stewart or a compliment for the consumer?
3: It's an insult to the consumer, I think.
1: You know, yeah. I just wonder, and for the anonymous feedback, do you really think that? Everybody has a great experience and nobody gets taken advantage of. And we're here just to remind everyone to do your homework. That's all. Knowledge is power.
3: All right, here's another critical one. I think it's directed to Earl and Nancy. Oh boy. Uh, Y'all, no one says WWW anymore. Just say YouTube.com. You sound like clueless boomers. (laughs)
1: Well,
0: you know, you're absolutely right. We are. Was we are Clueless Boomers. And, Blue, and no, I, no, one, you're
3: you're a pre-boomer. You're not even a boomer. You know,
0: I just finally <laughs> learned hashtag instead of pound sign. And so I, I finally got pound sign out of my vocabulary, but I'm still doing the www. So, yeah, know, cut, cut an old guy a
3: little slack. <laughs> I, think, uh,
1: I resent that comment <laughs>
3: <laughs> www all right that's okay okay let me jump down here with some more text um, uh, your mystery shop of Roger Dean last week had no surprises for me they have always advertised gigantic discounts to lure you in and no one gets these discounts and that's from Barry O I wonder if that's Barack Obama no oh. <laughs> you know, I
0: never thought about that. We we could be getting some uh, anonymous feedbacks from really. Uh, I'll bet that'd be a reason why people that would want to do the show. I'll bet you some of these are really, uh, you right, know,
3: right. Exactly. We got major polit politicians. Yeah. I bet you Ashley Moody is 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 sending an anonymous feedback. It could be. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, Come on. She would be defending herself if she did that. I think. You're
0: right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. Now here's a good one. Here's a serious one. Uh, for the last week, I am hearing a grinding sound when I turn on my steering wheel. It's a 2013 Isuzu Rodeo. It sounds, the sound seems to be coming from up front and low down, but it's hard to tell
5: where it's coming from, and that's from Jay in Fort Pierce. Rick. First thing I'd be checking Bearing. is the fluid level in your power steering system. Uh, if you've got a leak, when you turn the steering wheel back and forth and it's low, the pump is going to growl and grind because it's got air mixed in with the fluid. And you can okay. also
0: Google it and you go to a Subaru chat room and you identify the earmate model of your Subaru, describe it exactly as you did in your uh, anonymous feedback, and you will find if there are other people out there having similar mm-hmm. problems, and you might even get an exact diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. And you, another thing that Rick recommends, this is a great idea, uh, record the sound. Yeah. Send the audio file to the Subaru dealer and say, my steering wheel is doing this, and here, listen to it, and you might get a over-the-phone diagnosis.
3: I know it's h- impossible to tell for sure. Um, the car is definitely out of warranty. It's a 2013. What's the range of expense they are potentially looking at? Oh, Ed, it could be nothing to I a lot. I couldn't
5: even give you a guess. Never mind. I yeah. thought maybe it's uh, between a hundred and $1,000. $1, it, <laughs> yeah. If it's a uh, just a simple hose, it could be as low as 150, 200 dollars. Yeah. A pump, a couple hundred. A rack. Maybe over a thousand.
0: When okay. all those fails, there's earplugs. That's right. <laughs> hey, I'm having a
1: flashback. Here I am in Pittsburgh, driving along by myself, thank goodness, and I lose my steering wheel. It flies across to into the uh, passenger seat. For real? It was if a the rush. Wheel came off? And I hit a I hit a telephone pole. Was this the Barracuda? <laughs> so you you really did have loose
5: nut behind the wheel. <laughs> all right. A
1: loose nut behind. Yay, Rick. <laughs>
5: uh, anonymous feedback here.
3: Hi, Earl. I'm curious about the Takata airbag recall. Why do banks finance vehicles with a no-fix or delayed fix with a dangerous mechanical recall? And why would the insurance industry go along with insuring vehicles with a known or dangerous recall? You would think that both the auto and life insurance industries would have something to say about it.
0: Well, again, uh, this is one of these mysteries of life. Uh, Jonathan uh, gave us an article to read the uh, other day, and it was... Uh, uh, extremely enlightening and it was uh, there's a book been written uh, about the uh, scandal of the whole Takata airbag uh, there's stuff going on now and almost my, uh, makes me sound like a conspiracy theorist to uh, talk about it but uh, I don't know the answer to the Takata airbag it's it's uh, there are more Takata airbags on the road now or da- or other airbags that are dangerous than ever before uh, they're not being fixed uh, they're fixing them. Or they're fixing them with uh, Takata airbags that are going to go along bad later. You know, the one thing I found out from this article was that the second in charge in, in the United States Department of Highway Traffic and Safety Association, the second in charge, I can't think of his name, but um, he was the attorney for Takata. And he was the one who negotiated a sweetheart deal with the National Highway Traffic Safety Association uh, for Dakota, let him off the hook, and now he has been appointed to the National Highway Traffic Safety Association. When the author of this book contacted them, uh, uh, he was told by the NHTSA that he has been not allowed to work on any Takata airbag claims or reports. He's, he's doing other stuff. Hmm. I mean, if that isn't a scandal, in the making, I don't know what is it is. It's just uh, scary to contemplate.
3: Uh, More anonymous feedback. Uh, What is the invoice price on a $40,000 RAV4 hybrid? Is this a good starting point for negotiation? The supply appears to be low here in Denver. Any idea what the reason might be at this time? Uh, Quick answer to your question, uh, invoice on a 40,000 MSRP RAV4 hybrid sounds like a limited hybrid. 38.5, 38.6, 38.5, 38.6, but that is a meaningless figure because it is um, there's approximately two thousand dollars of holdback before any incentives and um, in, um, on that uh, on that vehicle um, the best bet well just forget about the negotiating uh, go to true car try Costco and, and compare three dealers um, you'll you'll get a better price faster without the headache if you go that route yeah
0: I, I say this every week but I have to because we have new listeners every week dealer invoice is a manufactured document that packs in large profit to the dealer. It is not the cost of the car to the dealer. It is a manufactured docu- document. It, the dealers and the, and the manufacturers are working together. They overpay on that invoice amount and the money is kicked back to them and the average profit is thousands of dollars. If a dealer sells you a card invoice, He's making thousands of dollars. It's a good price to him, an invoice. It's not his cost.
3: It's a home run. And also the second part of the question, um, it is a rare-ish vehicle, um, but it's not a -a one-of-a-kind type of vehicle. So um, yes, they do are being sold. um, Typically, um, they're not giving away these cars, but um, but you can get them. And you'll hear in the mystery shopping report later today when you're talking about uh, rare vehicles, a little patience pays off. If you're rushing, if you have to have that car mm-hmm. by the weekend, you're going to pay more money. Yeah. Slow it down a little bit and you can Where, save some
0: money. Got a YouTube over here?
5: I do. As a matter of fact, uh, Justin Thomas is asking, in the F&I office, what does it take to actually qualify for the 0% rate? And Donovan Lewis is coming in also. He says, I was in the F&I last weekend with a friend at a Mazda dealer. Is it true right now that shorter-term loans are not paying lower interest rates? The person handling the finance said there was no difference in the interest rate between 36, 48, 60, and 72 months, but so <laughs> excuse me, but 75 months was 1% higher.
0: Well, that's uh, not accurate, uh, Stu. So
3: what is the uh, well with with the like the incentivized programs? They they do go up higher on the. Um, uh, with with the term, so you might have zero uh, percent for uh, uh, you know 48 months, and then it goes to 0.9 at 60 months. So all well, all
0: loans go higher yes. the longer the term. Right. I mean that's just banking procedure. Yes. And there's a good reason for it. But uh, even Treasury notes are you know have a lower rate at the shorter term and longer at the longer term. That's uh, the way interest works.
3: That's right. No, the oh. 0% um, is, if you qualify, you can get the 0%. Um, so it's not a, um, a difference with the, uh, like on a lease, the money factor at the rate does go up, the lower mm-hmm. the credit tier is.
0: What's the Beacon score qualification for 0% now?
3: Oh, I think you're going to get that regardless. Well, no, I'm sorry. Uh, six, for the top one, for the 0%, you're around 680, and then it, then everything up there you get that. below that will probably drop, jump up a little Which bit. Which is about an average. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So most people get it It's not an ex- it's not an exclusionary thing yep. that they put out there To, to disqualify people
1: Okay, I'm going to interrupt Stu And we're going to go to Frank He calls us from Jupiter Farms Good morning, Frank
8: Well, good morning And uh, happy early Thanksgiving to you all
1: Thank, Thank you.
3: you Frank, I'm, I'm looking at a picture you is. just sent me
8: Yeah, I, did, I thought you
3: liked that <laughs> Six-figure Mustang uh, Ford Mustang and for $106,000 oh. Hmm it's a shelby, yeah yeah they they put 10000 dollars up
8: for the um, market adjustment, which it, was, you, you, you spoke about that before
3: exactly it? and it's 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 a kind of a oh, I just lose my thing it's in Sharpie <laughs> that they wrote on this on the window oh. sticker <laughs> I'll That's send this but, to Jonathan um, that, so he can show it later
8: yeah that was actually at the dealership that you guys uh, mystery Stock, several months ago, called um. Sunrise Ford up in Fort Pierce. Yeah. And I had to go to them because I have a 2018 Ford pickup truck. And the battery was dead. And um, the rest spoke about batteries earlier in the show. So um, it was just sitting there. And I had called Mullimax several times, three times. And they never got back to me. And so then I went to Sawgrass. They were better and Stewart. But I said, well, you guys had such a high rating. And this will give me a chance to meet and burn. Um, your salesperson in person and and kind of socialize. So I went up there. It was a four plus hour battery check that Ford performs before they're going to give you a free battery under warranty. But it was all covered, so it it, it paid off. I did meet that salesman, Vernon, um, truly a gentleman. Um, you had a good mystery shopping report with him, and one of the things he said and and it's really he says I'm going to drive down and meet Earl Stewart in person. He, he's, he's a man that walks the talk. So that's huh. his way of phrasing. Um, Earl is a lightning rod for a lot of dealers, but this gentleman, thought, such high esteem of your dad and of your dealership, that he's willing to drive down um, and see you guys. I said, well, right now with the pandemic, Earl's not in there like he used to be, so better call. Um, but anyway, he was, he was good, and the dealership with her masks were excellent. If I walked in like the showroom... Um, if someone didn't have their mask on, as soon as they saw someone walking by, they immediately hustled and put their mask on.
3: Oh.
8: A very nice atmosphere. Um, you guys did well by mystery shopping and giving a good report.
3: Oh, thanks, Frank. Thank you, Frank.
8: And in the battery, um, we we're talking batteries. I had three quick battery stories. I had treated my mom to a Cadillac on her 80th birthday back in 2005. I bought a Cadillac from Schooley, and. Um, when I took it to her down in Miami, she said, I told you I wanted a diamond white, and this was a light, light metallic blue. She'd take it back. Obviously, they wouldn't take it back, so I kept it. In that car, when I didn't use it much, um, the battery would drain down. Most likely, and Rick would testify to this as being a correct assumption, um, several, several months before the, the horn went off, like, a, like someone was breaking in, and then I guess obviously the horn shorted out. And it didn't work anymore. So I guess there was a slight draw from the horn even when it's turned off, and the battery would go dead after you know several weeks of not running the car. So there's one little example. Yeah. The other example was, um, I since the pandemic I wasn't driving this Mercedes. I used the Mercedes I have, and it battery went out too. Mercedes wanted five hundred dollars for a battery, which I thought was ludicrous. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Costco or Sam's didn't really carry that size battery, but AAA, Came out to the house, put it in, and it has a six year warranty, and it's $197. Hmm. So there there's stuff for your listening audience. That's, <laughs> that's, that's but, um,
3: Let's see what else.
8: That's, that's about it. Um, are you guys going to be there next Saturday?
3: Uh, yeah, we'll be here next Saturday, unless there, Earl's changing plans. I didn't know about it. <laughs> no, we're in, no, no, no We're going on a cruise. We'll, we'll be there with our, um, <laughs> with our turkey hangover and. Uh, <laughs> I'm smoking a turkey this year, so we'll see how I might be goes. bringing in some of
1: my fancy turkey sausage stuffing.
3: Ooh, please do. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Frank. And,
8: and, and then I did. I did pick up that key the other day. I believe the lady is named Amanda Is answering on the phone at the front desk. Is that correct? Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Okay. She is longing to meet Earl Stewart in person. I guess she's only been there since Labor Day or something.
3: Right, she's only been so. exactly about a month and a half, and uh, uh well, almost two months, yeah. And so Earl is uh, keeping safe and uh, and uh, staying away from COVID.
0: I got a great idea. Mm-hmm. Let's do a a Zoom meeting of all employees. I can uh, I can uh, you know, put me on all the TV sets
3: and that would be wonderfully chaotic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least I can, I can rig something up there. like that I can get
3: your face on all the TVs simultaneously
1: I'll leave them up there
0: all day long <laughs> you'll be very uncomfortable very, very let's not uncomfortable. go too
1: far <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well
8: next, next week I hope to have um, a little positive feedback from the key issue.
3: So well I what know, I was hoping to see page. I saw the notification that said Frank sent me an image and I was hoping it was a picture of a Tacoma so uh, maybe next week <laughs>
8: Yeah, for yeah, sure. We'll, we'll see. Um, like I said, it's, it's been a well, with, while we're on that subject. Nancy is so correct. There has been, th- in fact, Vern was one of them, uh, and a few other people about Pettich co-signed for loans for their child or whatever. And it's just amazing the negative um, feedback. I haven't found a positive one except for one time. So, Nancy, keep that word out and I'll uh, put for, for your audience. Um, don't go time for anybody. You have a good one, guys. Thanks, Thanks Frank.
3: Frank. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving.
3: Right, we have a couple oh. that we can finish up, and I think we'll be ready for the next phase of the oh. show. Okay. You guys ready? All right, good morning. Years ago, when, when one bought a new car, they wanted to sell you rust-proofing. Z-Bart. Is it Zbart or Z-Bart? Z-Bart. Z-Bart. Rusty Jones. Are you familiar with Rusty Jones? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's before my time. And undercoating are the cars today built so well that you don't need these products or was it back then they just sold you something you didn't need bingo Um, also it does not seem mufflers wear out anymore either midas muffler shop sells everything else today too and that's from robbie and stewart
0: yeah no the cars today are very well protected against corrosion they still corrode and uh, especially in florida especially around the coast salt spray is uh, uh, not your friend and it will rush your car from the inside out So you can wax it and wash it all you want. That salt air is going to get inside and get to your brakes and everything else. So, yeah, depending on where you live, rust is going to happen. But the vehicles today are protected far better than they were 30 or 40 years ago.
3: Okay. Last one, and we're caught up. Earl, are there any plans to change the way you are doing things COVID-wise? Palm Beach County's positivity rate is over 10%.
0: Well, we were uh, assuming the worst when we started our process. We do... uh, uh, mandatory masks for customers and employees, uh, social distancing, uh, hand washing, uh, hand sanitizing, testing. Uh, testing. We test all of our employees and their family. Any, any employee, any family member uh, can be tested free at our dealership. We have the uh, nurse, the company, uh, come into the dealership and test everyone. Uh, we've been very fortunate. We've had very few Instances of COVID, nothing serious.
3: We also send them to their homes if they're if they're concerned. Uh, we yes. have an employee who wasn't feeling well, um, mm-hmm. and we sent her home uh, yesterday. And we had the nurse at her n- house that night yeah. tested her. She's negative. She'll be back at to work today. Yeah, yeah, one
0: one thing we're considering now, and uh, we're going to do an experiment uh, next Sunday. Uh, we're going to have uh, two hours set aside for seniors, 60. You must be 60 or older for service, and we're going to see how that flies. Costco has been amazingly successful. They have eight uh, to nine weekdays, uh, 60, you must be 60 years of, of age or older to go the Costco. So we're copying uh, that, but we're going to do an experiment. We, we don't want the inconvenience to inconvenience the people under 60, but there are a lot of seniors out there, and some of you are listening to the show now. You call me uh, and you say, do I have to bring my car in? We had a woman earlier in the show worried about how often she had to bring her car in for routine maintenance my answer with a her, her was you can delay it. It will not affect your warranty. Uh, both the
8: uh,
0: dealers and the manufacturers uh, most manufacturers I, I hope all of them are cutting a lot of slack to people in, uh, in an area where you have uh, people with underlying conditions and older. So uh, seniors uh, seniors will be allowed to come into our dealership on Sunday for two hours. What are the hours that we chose? Uh, 1 to 3 or something like We're
3: that? We're doing um, 2 to 5.
0: 2 to 5. From 2 to 5, 3 hours on Sunday, see what happens. Yeah. And if a lot of people respond, then we'll expand those hours uh, so you won't feel like you have to come into a crowded dealership with a bunch of uh, millennials who may be... Uh, um, yeah, inf- partying
3: inf- at, the, at the at the nightclubs. Yeah, exactly.
1: Here you go. <laughs> you know, i got, I got a great feeling about that. I think it's going to be pretty successful. And uh, talk about success. um <laughs> earl is amazing uh some of these columns that he writes is just uh, phenomenal and uh, this one car dealers aren't like mcdonald's they're not all I exactly alike you've got to read this that's one ne- that's next
3: week's column. actually so. i have a correction for you that came in a little bit too late um so it'll be the following week oh we we have uh, another one on uh I'll tell you in a second, but uh, that came in a little bit too I'll late.
1: I probably have it right here. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we get tested every two weeks. Every two weeks. So we're really on this. And if you come into the dealership, you can you be rest assured that you are in a safe environment.
0: Thank you for that commercial. <laughs> okay, shall we get to the Mr. shopping report? Let's do it. Okay, Mystery Shop of Palm Beach Toyota. Palm Beach Toyota is on our recommended list. Uh, We have that on our ErlonCars.com. Recommended and do not buy from this dealer list. They're on the recommended list. They've held that position for several years over uh, over the course of maybe a half dozen mystery shops. Our recommendation isn't meant to suggest we wholeheartedly encourage our listeners to buy from them. Remember, we grade on the curve. There are no perfect dealers and uh, some of them are far from perfect, and some of them that are on the recommended list are far from perfect. But you got to have some place to buy a Honda or a Chevrolet, and if we took them all off, you'd have to go to Georgia to buy a car. Don't want to have to make you do that. Before I go further, I need to remind our listeners that I shy away from mystery shopping Toyota dealers, particularly the only ones my dealership, uh, the ones my dealership completes directly with. I don't want to give the impression I'm attacking my competition, they gain an advantage. So, when I do, I'm careful to treat the investigation as a service to the consumers who listen to the show. We call balls and strikes on the show, then we vote on the pass or fail uh, for the dealership we investigated. We're trying to be totally at arm's length and honest with you. In every case with Palm Beach Toyota over the past several years, we've given passing rates because nothing they've done, be it advertising or sales practices, falls outside the mainstream of how car dealers conduct conduct themselves in South Florida. As a matter of fact, Palm Beach Toyota's way of doing business, as far as we've been able to determine, is relatively tame when we consider some of the wildly aggressive car dealers in our area. Can you say Greco? Can you say Napleton?
3: Yeah, they're in a different category.
0: Uh, Exactly. Still, Palm Beach Toyota indisputably engages in in anti-consumer behavior. All car dealers uh, do that and uh, it's reasonably great on the curve. There's no question that they have large hidden fees, uh, among the largest, uh, that are added to their advertised prices um, and contravention of state consumer protection laws. State protection laws say you have to advertise a car or any product for the price that you sell it for. You can't advertise a product or car or anything else and then add a couple thousand dollars back that you don't know got to add them back in the price when you come in to buy the car, and that's what they do. Uh, our last mystery shop in February uncovered a bait and switch scheme involving used vehicles appeared to be new. We went back this week with Agent Lightning, she's our female, a new, relatively new female shopping mystery shopper, taking advantage of the fact that uh, she's unknown and hasn't been into Palm Beach before. We asked Agent Lightning uh, to uh, repeat the uh, modus operandi that she used at Johnson Honda and Infinity of Stewart. No agenda it's simply, well, it's like most people buy a car. They walk in and they say, I want to buy a car. And uh, we didn't uh, program her to go through any sort of uh, uh, try to entice her or, or, or uh, suggest how someone would be deceived. We just went in as you would, most of you, when you go in to buy a car. Here's a report speaking in the first person as if I were Agent Lightning. I entered the showroom of Palm Beach late morning, approached a young masked man. I always laugh when I see that term.
3: I laugh when I type it.
0: Who was that masked woman? <laughs> Who was that masked man? At a reception desk. She was friendly, asked if I needed any help. I said I was there to buy a new car. She asked for a moment to find the salesperson and pick up the phone. Before the receptions could find someone, I was approached by Michael, the salesperson. He wanted to know if I'd help and I said the receptionist was finding someone for me but Michael said he could help me. I told Michael I want to get something uh, sporty and different. I wanted to stay below $40,000 out the door. I joked that uh, 2020 was getting to me and that I wanted to treat myself to something fun. Michael said he has something in mind. and asked if I'd ever considered a Camry. I frowned. I said I thought they were boring. It's a mom-and-pop car. Michael told me that the one he had in mind wasn't boring at all. He led me outside to find what he described as a Camry TRD V6, the sports version of the Toyota Camry. I asked Michael if there were any incentives, and he said nearly all the new Toyotas had good incentives this time of year. This is Toyotathon, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Big sale going on. We found the car quickly. It was hot looking, not what I expected. White with a black roof. Ground effects blacked out L.A. wheels. It didn't look like a Camry. The MSRP was 35924 Quite a bit more than I thought Camrys went for, but not a ridiculous price. There was no addendum. So thumbs up, no addendum. No funny Monroney at Palm Beach Toyota. When we, when we returned, Michael led me to a desk, asked for my license and contact information, then he excused himself to get the numbers for the Camry from his manager. I asked if he minded if I looked around while he was going. He said, sure. I explored the showroom and customer lounge. The place was clean, modern, nice looking. Everyone I saw, a customer employee, wore a mask. Kudos to Palm Beach Toyota. I felt COVID comfortable. I like that term, (laughs) Stu. COVID comfortable. You will be COVID comfortable at Palm Beach Toyota. And trust me, there are a lot of dealerships that you won't be COVID comfortable at. Particularly in Martin County yeah. Shame on you, Martin County
3: And yeah, even last week, in Palm Beach County, uh, Roger Dean Yeah
0: they yeah. were
3: COVID criminals
0: Yeah, I like that too <laughs> Don't be with COVID criminals, be COVID <laughs> comfortable I like that I uh, made my way back to the desk Where Michael waited for me Laughed to myself at the role reversal I guess she was sitting she, where he was sitting She right.
3: usually gets waits for the salesperson Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> Now she's making him play the yeah, way Exactly.
0: Back. So another kudos to Palm Beach Toyota Yeah he had a worksheet on his desk in front of him with the price breakdown printed on it the top line was msrp 35,924 there was no discount sticker no discount selling price was 35 924 to that they added a, here we go we'll
3: try and pronounce that with the uh abbreviations pre-delivery service charge yeah that's well yeah. pre service charge oh, oh yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> pre-delsa uh, 'Cause I knew what it was. pre Dill says, yep. Nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine ninety five cents. Nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents. Just
3: call it a grand.
0: Why don't they just say I well we, we know why? Everybody does that. I mean I there's nothing for ten dollars. What's, what's, what's the
3: inverse of puffery? Yeah, and it works. Yeah.
0: It truly works. It works on me. I'm digressing I shouldn't, but gasoline is two ninety nine a gallon, never three. Never yeah. And and I feel like it's cheaper. Yeah, It is
3: cheaper. And you tell people, you go, hey, you go to that (laughs) place, it's (laughs) like two-something a gallon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Before I could ask about the price, Michael apologized that he wasn't able to offer a discount. Hmm. Pretty candid, right? The TRD model I like was a rare vehicle, one out of a small number across five states. I asked if he could do any better. I didn't want to consider another lesser car. Michael said he couldn't. That's, uh, You know, straight to the point? No. Let's see if he sticks to it. I reminded him that he told me that nearly all the new Toyota's had incentives this time of year. And he did say that. He said that was true and said that I would receive as a holiday bonus cash rebate of $500. Now, that's customer cash.
3: That's customer cash, and most vehicles get it, and it's only this time of year.
0: Yeah. But the price would remain at MSRP. Now, remember that. He, you're,
3: he, now, here's the thing, though.
0: I, I, I got to address it. I, I know exactly what you're going to say. No, you know. Yeah. and the F and I of she's going to sign a release. So no, no, that's the, what.
3: That's not what I'm saying. There's no way to glom for the dealer to to steal that five hundred dollar. That was totally an oversight. It has to appear on the buyer's order as a rebate. And there's no way to sign. You can't. You you can't. That's it's only customer cash. There's that's no. There's only way. There's no way to to steal that from. Oh,
0: her. so you can't. That you can't have them sign something that assigns that to you? Well,
3: I I guess they could have some internal... I don't think, no, no. uh, Well, legally
0: you can, uh, uh, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: there's... uh, So here we
0: are, and uh, the the price for the main MSRP, he continued to explain that this TRD Camry V6 was effectively one of a kind, effectively, not literally. I told him that I plan on shopping two more toilet dealerships before making a final decision. Michael said normally that would be a good thing, but he said the other dealers don't have this car in stock. I told him I was really disappointed and asked him again if he could give me a break on the price. Please see what you can do, I said. Michael left to speak with the manager again and returned quickly. He told me the manager said he would lower the price by the amount of the dealer fee. Out the door price would be $1,060 less. So the dealer fee wasn't really $999.95. It was $1,060 less.
3: That was $1,000 plus tax. Ca- plus, oh, the plus sales tax, sales tax yeah.
0: yeah, that's what it was. And they have another dealer fee that...
3: Yeah, they, but it's not, it's built into that, the registration thing. It's $179. Uh, uh, I can't remember yeah. if it's the private tag agency or the electronic filing fee okay. that they call it, but it's 179 are So,
0: they're, so they're, they're, they're hiding the dealer fee in their tax and tag.
3: Well, no, he was just offering to back out the dealer fee.
0: Yeah, but on their worksheet, uh, they don't show it as a dealer fee
3: no, on uh, their buyer's order, the last official buyer's order we have from about a year ago, yeah. um, it, it's 179. But yeah. on the worksheet, yeah. it's combined with the registration fee. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael uh, walked me out to my car. Uh, he was nice, but he said he highly doubted, and not able to be able to produce his car for me. He said if they could, they would uh, be selling it to me at MSRP. Also, Michael reminded me that I would be getting four years of free maintenance if I bought from Palm Beach Toyota. He said most Toyota dealerships can only give me two years. Then he said that he hoped to hear from me today. Now there's another little variance from the truth there. Uh, the uh, Toyota dealers that he referred to that uh, will not only give them two years, uh, the two years extra that Palm Beach Toyota has is included in a product called Guard, which is something that's packed on the car by the Southeast Toyota distributor. And that's the two years of they give the oil changes yeah. and the, and the uh, two years of free maintenance. So that's four years. Almost every Toyota dealer has a Toyota guard. Yeah, eighty-five,
3: so, about 85% and higher in South Florida. Yeah. But the, the other thing that's not true is because every dealer could, we could, if somebody wanted it, regardless. we could we could source a car with sure. it. But.
0: but this is, okay. And he probably was told that and maybe uh, he believed it. So he was misinformed. Uh, I don't think he's lying. Um Here's the epilogue. Michael was very straightforward and never appeared to be deceptive. He accurately told Agent Lighting that most uh, Toyotas have incentives now. He was a little late in letting her know about the $500 holiday uh, bonus cash from Toyota, though. Now, technically, Michael didn't do anything wrong, but there's a little more to the incentive stories. The 2021 Camry, ah, has another $500 in dealer cash. So the holiday bonus is customer cash. Mm -hmm. $500 Five hundred dollars that he didn't mention as dealer cash, which can be used either to lower the price or kept by the dealer. And Michael was keeping it for the dealer, and he had no choice. I'm sure his boss told him. So um, that's that's a thousand dollars that he could have, uh, uh, that Agent Lightning could have had to reduce the price from. Yeah.
3: Well, she was getting end. the five hundred. He was getting five hundred. Yeah. We think. Yeah, oh, the I, bonus cash, you would yeah, have gotten that.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about assigning it to the dealer, and we don't.
3: Uh, well, he but he told her about it, so he did tell her. He about said it, yeah. she's getting it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, he also said, that "I'm still going to charge you MSRP," so you, you can interpret that two ways. Uh, I, if I were Michael and I was trying to sell the car, I'd say effectively you're getting $500 below MSRP yeah. because you're going to get a check in the mail for $500. He didn't say that. He said you're going to pay MSRP. Uh, Michael was also truthful when he described the availability of the 2021 Camry TRD V6. There's only 40, and there's 180 dealers, so they're like kinsteath. There are very, very few of those around, and it's justifiable for them to be charging um, a high price, relatively speaking, charging MSRP. There are dealers out there that might even charge over MSRP for a car that's scarce. It's a hot-looking car. Uh, very hard to get, only 40 dealers, uh, 40 and 180 dealers, so you can see why they went for all the money yeah. on that. If this sale went through, it would mean a nice profit for Palm Beach Toyota and a nice commission for Michael. The gross profit on the deal including holdbacks and dealer fee would approach $6,000. So, so Palm Beach Toyota is going to make about $6,000. That's a huge profit on a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. Huge profit. And uh, you don't make that Except on very low supply, high demand vehicles, and that's what they were doing, and that's the marketplace: low supply, high demand, charge money. They didn't charge oversticker. sticker, and uh, we do the same thing in my dealership. Yeah, they absolutely did
3: charge oversticker. Yeah. sticker.
0: Well, they did, yes, <laughs> they did.
3: a thousand right. over yeah. a thousand over sticker well, with we their dealer with, the, with their, their dealer fee. Five, oh, with the dealer fee. Yeah, yeah. but, but
0: he took but the dealer fee off.
3: Uh that was yeah, the, that was the final offer. I'm sorry, yeah. they attempted to get a yeah. thousand overdue deal yeah. Yeah. yeah, so but there's, there's more to that though. There's yeah, a- yeah
0: it's a good price here. Um, anyway, um that's a lot of money and they're entitled to it. Uh I was gonna say that with the Toyota Supra, we were selling them at our dealership at sicker price. And what was what were we making on those?
3: Oh, uh, four, four and change, Yeah, dollars uh, $4,000, $4, a big, fat profit. Yeah. We did it,
0: but we didn't charge over stickers, nope. what I'm saying. I guess what I'm trying to say is that charging a high price for a car is not a sin. It's, it's, it's a marketplace. It's supply and demand. That's okay. Uh, it's deception that we've come down on. Well, there's there still
3: a little bit more, and that's the yeah. point at okay. the, in the last sentence. I mean, it's not, he... He okay. use that, 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 uh, that, uh, that rule to take advantage, I think.
0: Well, uh, okay. Uh, it could have taken a lot worse advantage. Sure. But uh, this car was effectively one of kind. Uh, not really. They're under 40. Uh, there, are another, there are another 222 on the way in, but they're not here. The uh, evasion Lightning was willing to wait a few weeks. And that's good advice, a good way to put at the tail of this report. Anytime you're confronted with a high-demand, low-supply vehicle, just wait. In this case here, in a few weeks, you could have bought it for a lot less. Uh, always wait. Never go in at the beginning of the introduction of a high demand, low supply car. You will typically pay a lot more than Palm Beach Toyota was charging here. You'll pay maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars over. They tried to charge a thousand over, but they discounted it by their dealer fee, so they came down. And that's when she kind of dug her heels in a little bit. Some people might do, might not do that. Uh, Another thing I have to mention quickly here, because we're running out of time, uh, the Toyo Guard that's on the window sticker is like a dealer-installed accessory, except it's a distributor-installed accessory. There's Toyo Guard on every to- virtually every toilet dealer's. 85% Stu said mm-hmm. uh, of toilet dealers have this on there. They charge you $695. The cost on this is
3: what $170. Yeah, uh, just a little bit more, but yeah, yeah 200, it's $200 worth of stuff.
0: And it's something that's packed on the, whether you want it or not. If you uh, if you ask a Toyota dealer to find you one without Toyota Guard, the Toyota Guard is just paint sealant and BS that you really don't want anyway. Uh, they can find you a vehicle without the Toyota Guard. So now we uh, we got to get into the voting, don't
3: we? Yep, we have some grades coming in, and they're, they're pretty decent. We have Jonathan in Wellington gives them a C. Over on Facebook, uh, Bob, who's one of our vigilantes, gives him a C plus. Mark, another vigilante, uh, gives B for the salesperson, D for the deceptive dealership, and um, he wants to know who's unwrapping candy near the microphone. I think that's Rick doing uh, like a throat drop, maybe? I don't know, I I didn't hear it. Sorry. Um, My grade is um, I'm giving him a a B because, it was a unique car Um, I think he did a pretty good job and for the most part was uh, was pretty honest
5: I've got Denzel Thompson with a C Tim Gilliland better than most B minus Derek Lopez a D minus dealer fee makes it over sticker Wayne with a B minus Mark from St. Louis a B Mark Ryan C and myself I'm gonna go with a B
1: that's okay, it. I'm going to go with a C, and I'm also going to ask a question about uh, Toyo Guard. Stu, how long has that been put into a Toyota?
3: Uh, well, Toyo I Guard don't have enough time to get Would into. Would you say it. the 50s? Forever. No, uh, since the since the 90s for sure. It started, um, out, yeah. as
0: call, it started out as called it out as polyglyco. Yeah. Google that. There'll be some interesting. Okay, that's stuff really that.
1: interesting. And uh, never ever forget to negotiate 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 and uh you
0: haven't heard my do grade not yet. buy my grade is a b plus so i'm gonna give them the highest grade uh, i think they did a really
3: good job
1: yeah. okay uh and do not buy during a, a high demand a low supply that's it okay
3: Happy, have a a, a early, happy Thanksgiving to everybody.
1: Yes, absolutely. And uh, have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, everyone. And uh, thank you, Jonathan, for all of your work. He's the mystery man behind the scenes. We will be right back here next week, same time, same station.